welcome or welcome back to It's Trinity's podcast. I'm Trinity. And I'm Alicia. And we're continuing to celebrate women in the Dallas-Fort Worth area today. We're interviewing and celebrating Crystal Johnson live! Woo! Uh, You may remember Crystal being on one of our BLM episodes, but since this weekend begins Mental Health Awareness Month, Crystal is going to tell us more about a business she founded and created called The Encourager, with an I. <laughs> Welcome, Crystal. Thanks for coming on the show thank, live. <laughs> thank you so much, Alicia. Thank you, Trinity. I am so glad to be here live, and I'm glad to talk to you guys about mental health today. All right, let's get started. So, Auntie Crystal, can you tell us more about you and how the encourager was created awesome i sure can so my name is crystal johnson i am a mother of two grown adult kids 22 and 20 and i live in the dallas fort worth area the encourager was created this past year probably in the midst of covid i started thinking about what i really wanted to do in my life but it was birthed out of my passion which is people And truly, I've been doing this for a long period of time. I've been encouraging people probably since high school. And I realized that this is something that I really want to do every day. And if I had the choice to wake up every day and encourage people, I would be satisfied. So it was birthed out of my passion, which is people. Awesome. Yeah, my friends at school or anywhere I go, really, they they ask me for advice all the time, like, when they have like problems with their friends, it's, they just come to me for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of my own encourager. Yes, you are. <laughs> well, there's a trademark on that. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Part of the encourager is to teach everyone how to live and encourage life and how to encourage themselves, but to also be encouragers to others. So you are on the right path, and I'm so proud of you. Good job, Ben. With your compassion, coaching people can begin encouraged living. Can you break that down for our listeners? Yeah, I sure can. So for me, encouraged living has to do with three main things. It's being compassionate towards yourself, compassionate towards others, and then having compassion for the world. And it goes in that order. You really cannot have a positive life with a negative mind, and you really can't have a compassion for others without having compassion for yourself and really and truly thinking about um, what's what's best for you and best for others and best for the world. So Encourage Living teaches people how to do that in a simple framework that they can apply to their lives and to other people and live encouraged. Okay. Um, since I'm only 10 and three quarters... How does your formula apply to me or kids my age? So that is a great question. One of the reasons why I sat down and I looked at formulas for for my, my methods for my actual program, I wanted them to be easy, not only for myself and for adults, but also for kids. Because most of the time, if you talk to adults, what they're typically dealing with is stuff from their past and stuff when they're a kid. And so I think it's really 
critical that we don't overcomplicate what mental wellness is, right? It's really and truly learning how to deal with life's ups and downs in a positive way. So one of the formulas that I have is called the ECHO method. And if you think about what an echo is, it's just a reverberation of sound. It's a replay of sound coming back to you. So what I teach everyone to do, whether it's a kid your age or it's an adult or even someone who's even older or senior, is start to replay or echo your thoughts back to yourself and start to listen in and identify, are you saying good things to yourself? positive things to yourself or is what you're thinking bad and negative and then start to say to yourself what do I want to do with it do I want to keep this thought or do I want to take this thought and kick it out the door so the echo method stands for every concept has options and that's really and truly the truth everything that you think has an option to stay in your brain or you can let it go and not think about it and think of something positive yeah, um, something like that happened to me actually yesterday. Um, I was doing a school quiz or test, and I got an answer wrong, and I was getting a lot of answers wrong um, because it was kind of hard. Um, so I had to keep starting the, I had to keep redoing the test. And so at one point I said, oh my gosh, I'm so dumb. And then God, he's like, mm-mm. He was just looking down at me. He's like. You felt that. Yeah. Yeah. He does that to me all the time when I say something. That's good. That's really good. And that is really and truly the the beauty of your thoughts and your mind. And you are already at a place where you having a sensitivity to hear that. There are a lot of people that don't bring themselves and their mind open up to just be, to be open to other thoughts. So the fact that you can recognize that even though I felt this thought, I countered it with what the Holy Spirit was telling me, what God was telling me, which is no, is good. So I want to ask you, what did you do after you heard from God and he said no? After... I heard that. I was thinking, okay, I'm pretty smart. Um, I can do this. I just got to think about it for a little bit. So that helped. Um, I ended up passing that test. So that was helpful. That's awesome. And that's exactly, like, you're so spot on. That's exactly what I teach in my workouts, which is when you have a negative thought, say, you know what, it's negative. But then you replace that thought with a thought that's built on your values and who you are. So what you ended up doing was doing exactly that, saying, no, I am pretty smart and I can do this. And you gave yourself, instead of a negative thought to think of, you gave yourself two positive thoughts so that you could get over it and you conquered it. You conquered the day, you passed the test. And I guess so, the same would apply to someone working mm-hmm. and they're meeting deadlines. And I had that the other day where I had this 12 minute turnaround time for something that oh I had gosh. already done. And then my boss came to me and said, I've got 12 minutes for you to fix all of this. Hurry up. Mm-hmm. And that stress really freaked me out and I just told her I was like I can't do this I I actually didn't tell her that I was telling myself that Mm -hmm. I can't do this this is impossible 12 minutes and I ended up doing it 
but I just felt that same anxiety that you were talking about, Trinity, of, of I can't do this and I'm not, I'm not cut out for this. Mm-hmm. And it made me just want to just stop um, and just not be bothered with the job at all. Yeah, I can understand that because sometimes I feel like my teachers just pile work mm-hmm. all over mm-hmm. me, um, even though I'm at home. And so I recently just cleared everything out so that I only have, like, every single day I only have to do, like, five things on one school app. Subject. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'll move on to the other thing. So it's a lot easier that way because it was hard when my teachers would just, when I felt like my teachers would just give me all this work and I can get all of it done in one day so it's Mm -hmm. really just a thought process of just telling yourself Mm -hmm. so and and one of the things I know for me because I've been in that place Alicia is I even give myself a little grace for like like that two minutes maybe it's a 12 minute task give yourself that two minutes and you stop for a second and you breathe and you you have to actually really and truly and very quickly you have to say what is it that they're asking what is it that I know? What is it that I don't know? What is it that I can provide? And how am I going to do it? And you kind of have to go ahead and say, before you do anything and have an action, just stop for a second, give yourself a beat and a break and say, what is it that she's asking me to do or he's asking me to do? All right, he wants this report. He's looking for something. I know this is what I'm going to do. Okay, I'm going to look at this. Then I'm going to look at this. Right. And then I'm going to do this. And you make a quick resolution for you. And then you go for it. And you may meet the deadline. And sometimes you may not. Taking the breath was key. And yes, I did meet the deadline. Yep. So sometimes that's all you have to do is just take that moment and then tell yourself, I've got this. I know what I'm doing. And just think it through. But I hate fire drills. Just so everyone's clear. I think everybody does. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what you got next, Trent? What are mental wellness workouts? All right, so that's a great question. So one of the reasons why I've called these mental wellness workouts is that everyone understands how important health is to them, right? We all know we have to get up, eat healthy, walk, right, do some exercises. But I think what we've forgotten in general is that our mind is also um, important and our brain is important, what we think And how we think is important. So I just decided to say what we're going to teach and what we're going to do is mental wellness workouts. We're going to spend some time toning our mind, you know, getting rid of all that negative thought fat that's on us and really and truly build those good mental muscles that will help us live better, happier and encouraged lives. Yeah. Um, Mental health is really big around I mean like where the conversation we, we had early on right yeah and um we started talking about it I think before I was diagnosed with depression because you would talk about your experience with depression and stuff like that and then I started to learn what that was actually last year when I was in fourth grade because my before we had to go home for covid um because of covid um my teacher said go focus on your mental health and just be safe and then she said 
don't forget to do this, 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 and this. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I am not calm now. Please stop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so amazing that you're aware. That's one of the biggest things for people with mental health is just having self-awareness, knowing what you're feeling when you're feeling it. You're not going to escape the feelings, anxiety, stress, overwhelm, depression. It's going to hit you at different times in your life. But to recognize it and then to also have the tools to get through it, that's when you live in courage because I deal with it myself. I recently posted online about what if, you know, not everything has to be going wrong for you to still feel depressed. I have a lot of good things happening in my life, but they're all change. And so because everything seems to be changing, anxiety is creeping in and it's like, ooh, this is changing, this is changing, that is changing. You have no control. And I really had to stop and take a couple of days off just from everything in the sense of I'm not working on anything. I'm going to just have a mental break and stop thinking for a while because I was getting anxious and I had to tell myself, my life is okay. I've got it in order. These things are going to happen in the time that they need to happen and it's going to be okay. So that's the reason why I'm here to do it. And hopefully everyone can learn and grow and have these tools and then teach their friends and family members. I'm glad you shared that because I was going to tell you, (laughs) Crystal. (laughs) Before we move on to the next question, I would just like to add um that there's this book i really like it's kind of about mental health um by like so it's about it's actually a true story it's about this girl my favorite writer um what's her name raina telgemeier how did i know (laughs) um she goes to therapy because she has anxiety because she was scared of getting sick Mm -hmm. and because when she was a kid there was always like some weird thing where someone would get sick and it was like flu season or something so she was scared of getting sick and then she would get anxiety and so she had to go to therapy and she was too embarrassed to share it with her friends and then these three words that her therapist said was try um, breathe and hold on. Mm-hmm. And that means, like, to try harder to, like, stay on, even if it's hard. To stay present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if it's hard. And then that helped her a lot because soon she's like, oh, I'm sick, whatever. That's good. Mm-hmm. What was the name of that book? Guts. i remember buying you that one okay what else you got um for a random question of the day what is your best advice for me so look you are phenomenal right you're doing so much right now because you're so self-aware and you you're having conversations with your mom about your mental health and mental wellness and you're also having conversations with your peers about it as well so my my only thing for you is is to recognize and even possibly journal your feelings when you're going up and when you're going down and never be afraid to ask for help i want you to know that it doesn't matter what point in time you are in your life 
mental health and mental wellness is important. So my advice for you is to know that you're always, always going to have a high and a low and a high and a low. And just because you're you're high one day, don't be sad or scared or upset if you have a low when you're in your 20s and you're back high in your 30s and you have a low again in your 40s. That's completely okay and it's natural. But just know that mental health is going to be accessible for you at any point in time in your life. Yeah. And I just realized this yesterday because um, I, see, I see these things happen on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's where these people trust someone and then they end up getting hurt. So, the reason I have a bad attitude is because I think I'm too scared of getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I am believe everyone's been hurt before. Mm-hmm. And I'm just too scared to get hurt again because, of course, I've been hurt. Right. So, well, here's a couple of things that I would, you know, counsel you on. Like, if you were my client one-on-one, I would first ask you to define what does hurt mean. Right. And really and truly look at what does that mean for you to get hurt? And then I'd also ask you to um, define what has to happen for you to get hurt. One of the things that we talk about in my program is that a lot of times we set very low expectations for negative things to happen to us. And we set very high expectations for positive things. So what that means and it looks like is. For me to get hurt, to have an attitude, talk back to someone, they only have to do one thing. But for me to feel loved, I have to have five things happen. And what we end up starting to do is we start to switch that and say for positive things to happen in my life, if I get a hug, I'm going to feel loved. I'm going to recognize it. If someone smiles at me, I'm going to recognize it. But for me to get angry or for me to get really hurt, I'm going to set up more more expectations for that to happen so that I can manage my emotions and my behaviors behind it. Because sometimes, just sometimes, you may feel like something's going on and you may be feeling hurt. But if you step back and start to have compassion, not only for yourself, but for others, you'll start to see that they also may be going through something too. And the reasons behind it may not be what you thought it was. So part of the program is compassion for yourself, making it easier for you to feel love, but also compassion for others, making it harder for you to get mad at them. Yeah. So the next question is, well, the last question, how can people get in touch with you and schedule an appointment? So you can reach me at theencourager.org, T-H-E-I-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-R.org. And you can also find me on all of the social media apps, Snapchat, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, TikTok. <laughs> you can go out there and find me and um, reach out for sure. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us today, Auntie Crystal. I'm really proud of you. And thank you for sharing with us how to live an encouraged life. Next week on the podcast, I will have a special guest, my mama. Hey. Hey. (laughs) This will be our Mother's Day episode. And she will tell us about her mental health journey. It's going to be a good one. Um, You'll definitely want to hear her story. I'm excited. Whoop, whoop. All right. How are the folks get a hold of you? In the meantime, you can find me and reach out to me 
for comments or questions at itstrinitiespodcast at gmail.com. Um, it's Trinity's Podcast 2 on Instagram and at It's Trinity's Podcast on TikTok. And you can like and follow my Facebook page, It's Trinity's Podcast. Have a great week. Good job.